Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go on a Wednesday. What a pleasure it is to be here live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Jay Mack and I are in a really good mood. Don't want to get into it. He's getting better. Didn't have to go to the ER last night. Still very shaky, but he is a gamer. I'm not as shaky as the Jets' offensive line right now in practice. Are you following this? They're practicing right now, and it's not looking good. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers getting beat up. Well, I was. I wanted to talk about that because there's about three implosions every year in the NFL. And I'm not talking like the Bears going on a losing streak. We didn't have high hopes for them. I'm talking about teams that are ascending and talented. Last year, Arizona, ascending, playoff team, implodes. Coach fired, GM fired, quarterback pouting. Uh, you know, Denver, a good franchise, brings Russell Wilson over, gives up a ton of draft capital, implodes. Uh, the Rams went from Super Bowl to 5-12. and 12. Uh, McVay's going to retire. Stafford may never play at the high level again. Like, I'm talking about you start with pretty high standards, really good organizations. Uh, the Bears don't qualify for that. Uh, and Green Bay didn't make the playoffs, but they could have if they won the last game. That's not an implosion. But there are, and I'm talking about where there's a physical and emotional and a cultural tire fire where everything just unravels for teams with high hopes. And I do believe there are three teams in the NFL this year that fall into that category where there's a really good roster, really good players. We've seen some success over the years, and there's like a hanging issue or four. Let's start with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. 
This thing, remember, Russell Wilson's major deal doesn't start until next year. He's in the final year of a Seattle contract. And the general manager who pulled the deal off is still in the building, and there's new owners. If this thing goes sideways fast, Sean Payton is not a patient man. And he wants things done his way. If Russell is just okay, he's going to be somewhat bitter. That general manager who made the deal, he'll probably view as a bit of a roadblock. He's already been outspoken during camp. This thing has the potential because, again, Russell Wilson is not your classic pocket passer. He has to move to work. The problem with quarterbacks who move, it could be Michael Vick in his prime. It could be Big Ben in his prime or Cam. They age fast, quickly. Has Russell Wilson just aged and he's never going to move again like he used to? So this thing is the one that really stands out to me. I have high hopes, but the division's good. Herbert twice a year. AFC, Mahomes twice a year. Kevin Clark of the Ringer talked about this yesterday. I trust Sean Payton to fix the Broncos. I don't trust Sean Payton to fix Russell Wilson. It was the biggest decline for Russell Wilson by passer rating in the history of the NFL from uh, quarterback switching teams, which begs the question, is he still elite? Uh, and then here's another stat. He held onto the ball too long last year, uh, and he didn't have the legs to extend plays. Sean Payton is going to want him to have the quick release, run the offense, all that stuff. I just don't know if this is going to work. You talk about timelines not matching up. Sean Payton wants to turn this franchise around. Russell Wilson may not be capable of turning it around himself. So that's the one with the potential to implode. When Sean Payton took the job, my first gut reaction was, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you want to broadcast for one more year. I don't know. That Dallas job may come open. All right. Two other, because we get about three implosions a year. Two others to keep your eyes on. The Cleveland Browns. Kevin Stefanski, his wins have declined every year. We have a quarterback in Deshaun Watson, hasn't played much in the last two years, and the AFC's gotten very good at quarterback. The owner is impatient. Star quarterback, is he a star? He certainly paid like it. Rest of the division, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, very good. It's an annual tradition. Cleveland screws things up. High hopes, very good roster, elite people at the right spots. But Deshaun Watson at the end of the last year looked rusty. Let's say he dusts the rust off and is just a B-plus quarterback. That will not do if you look at his contract. And the third team, and I know, I know, you always think we're picking on you, but we've been right, the Dallas Cowboys. Dak's got more on his plate, coming off leading the NFL in picks, had a rocky camp, Trayvon Diggs talking trash to him. Mike McCarthy now calling plays. Brilliant young progressive offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, upgraded quarterback, went to the Chargers and Herbert. There's a chance there'll be a little regression on defense. I like their defense, but they led the NFL in takeaways back-to-back years. That usually doesn't last forever. The early schedule for an offense that's still trying to get the O-line right, running back room solidified, you got New England's defense, Jets' defense, Giants' defense, Chargers' defense, San Francisco defense. has a lot of potential turbulence with those defensive fronts and that okay Cowboy offensive line. And you have a perceived head coach in waiting with Dan Quinn on the staff. And if you ask fans, if they start two and three, if you ask fans, 
What do you want to do with a coach? They'd say, get rid of him. Move Dan Quinn up. He's got the best unit, the best side of the ball. So the Broncos, that thing could go sideways fast. Cleveland, it's what they do. Screw things up. Impulsive owner. And the Dallas Cowboys. Those three to me feel like, I'm not talking about if Houston wins four games. Like the Bears last year. That's not an implosion. We know what they are. Young quarterback, rebuild roster. We didn't expect much. But Denver, Cleveland, Dallas have a little bit of implosion. A little bit of Arizona last year in them. All right, so hard knocks continues. The New York Jets didn't want to do it. Uh, but they're doing it, and uh, the two stars of the show are Aaron Rodgers, which is predictable, and Robert Sala. I've said if you were going to do a movie about this Jets team, Sala and Aaron Rodgers look like actors. They're like alpha males, good-looking guys. And one of the things, Robert Sala, we have a clip from last night, and this is one of the things why I love the NFL, and I love the NBA, but I love the NFL more, is because you can be confrontational. You can ask more of players, and you won't get fired or have their agent call. Here's Robert Sala after a really choppy inter-squad practice, right? Like with Carolina, here's Sala. It was our first opportunity to change the stink that's been in this organization for a very long time on the offensive side of the ball. You can have a Hall of Fame quarterback you can have two $10 million-plus receivers. You can have a reigning offensive rookie of the year. You can have all kinds of skill in the running back room. None of it matters until the big boys up front change who the we are. We, as coaches, we, as an organization, can't want it more than you. And I'm watching that tape all night last night, trying to find something to show that we're changing, and it didn't show, and it was our first op. It's real. It's confrontational, it's alpha, and it's honest. If an NBA coach did that, he'd be fired. Agents would be calling. You hear that all the time in the NBA, like Damian Lillard's the latest example, not to pick on him, but like you'll hear, hey, if you don't trade him where he wants, players will never go to Portland. Well, I'm not sure players have ever wanted to go to Portland, first of all, and they will if you trade for him or you draft him. You go where you're traded. You don't control the league. Sala comes off as caring, intense, a leader, and brutally honest. And you're allowed to do that in the NFL. And what he's preaching is what we've been saying is the only issue with this team, the offensive line. When you get older quarterbacks, Brady to Tampa, Stafford to L.A., Russell Wilson to Denver, when you get quarterbacks mid-30s and up, they get really prickly when the offensive line deteriorates or doesn't give them ample protection. This is also an illustration of how valuable and important the draft is. I mean, the Jets have really good players everywhere. But if Makai Becton is a whiff and you can't even use him at right tackle, this house comes crumbling down. And Robert Sala knows it, and he is addressing it. Listen, you can screw up a house, but as long as the kitchen's good, you can sell it. The backyard can be small. The bathrooms can be a little tight. You know, the family room's weird, a little clunky. But if the kitchen's a disaster, <clears throat> it doesn't work. And if tackle, even Patrick Mahomes went into a Super Bowl, second-tier people at tackle, he got blown out. You got to get tackle right. Most people in the NFL you talk to, 
If you say the five most important positions, everybody says quarterback one. Most people say left tackle two. Edge rusher sometimes is two. Tackle is third. You can have Brock Purdy if he's got Trent Williams protecting his backside and he's not going to get hit. So I like Dwayne Brown, but he becomes 38 years old this year. He's had a long physical career. For one year, as long as he stays healthy, they should be okay. But tackles get to be high 30s. They miss games. And if Becton's a whiff, not saying he is yet, maybe he recovers. Maybe he gets the weight under control. Maybe his knees work. Then I could absolutely say this is a Super Bowl bubble team. Absolutely. Corners, pass rush, intense coach, star quarterback, nice weapons, two running backs, interior O-line, more than capable. So I think what Robert Sala is telling you is, uh, yeah, we see the problem. You see the problem. I see the problem. J-Mac, the world sees it, and I love the NFL because you're allowed to be honest and authentic. You don't have to coddle. You can point a finger and say, you're the issue. Fix it. Can't do that in all sports. International soccer, good luck. NBA, good luck. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. The Athletic ranked, according to coaches, executives around the league, ranked the best players in the NFL, the 25 best players that were uh, under 25 years old. And it's a lot of, I mean, it's a, it's a good ranking. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, Patrick Sertan, Jamar Chase, not a lot of 
disagreements from me. Justin Herbert, Quinnen Williams, Jalen Hurts, Sauce Gardner, Tristan Wirfs, Jalen Waddle, Andrew Thomas, Dexter Lawrence, C.D. Lamb. Now, Trevor Lawrence at 15 is interesting. I don't think people understand how valuable this kid is. So if you go to his last nine games last year, remember, they were kind of recovering from the Urban Meyer fiasco. He was number two in completion percentage, touchdown to interceptions, and passer rating ahead of Patrick Mahomes in all of those categories with no true number one receiver, a middling offensive line that was ranked by PFF 19th, new head coach, new system, um, the expectations of being number one. The kid goes in, throws four picks, trails 27-0 in a playoff game, comes back great second half and wins. He's unflappable. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I think, basically saved this franchise. He did a Ken Griffey to the Mariners. Their attendance has always been weak. Local TV support and ratings weak. If Trevor Lawrence never ends up in Jacksonville after the urban situation and they miss on the next quarterback and the coach, you think it's really improbable that the NFL would just say, you know what, we want to expand to Germany. NFL is absolutely all about growth. They're going to move a franchise somewhere to Europe. It would be Jacksonville. You're not moving Buffalo, big market New York teams. You're not moving Washington with a new ownership. You're not moving those teams. Carolina, doubtful. It's the banking hub of the South. Carolina's got money. You'd move Jacksonville. A lot of retirements, only one really amazing hotel or even legitimate hotel for a Super Bowl. I was there for a Super Bowl week. It's a college football city. They talk about high school and college football more than pro football. Don't kid yourself. Oakland's going to lose baseball. They just did. San Diego lost the NFL. You don't think Jacksonville could? They have an owner who is willing to take big risks. The NFL keeps putting games in Germany and London. There's a reason for it, growth. I don't think anybody understands. All these players, best players under 25, the most valuable, literally a save-the-franchise player is Trevor Lawrence. Said yesterday, I met this kid. He is completely unflappable. A com- he's the opposite of Johnny Manziel. Not only in size and talent, but in maturity. All about family, football, faith, rock solid. After that urban fiasco, if they didn't have him and they missed on the next quarterback or three, they didn't get Doug Peterson, smart hire. What if they go defense? You think in five, six years, NFL would say, this thing ain't working? Go look around sports. We don't have a Pac-12 conference we did two weeks ago. Stuff changes. Trevor Lawrence is the most valuable young player in the NFL. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Boses are great. But if they left San Francisco and the Chargers, the franchises would be fine. There's good players on both. This kid is completely different and still, to me, undervalued. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Zeke signed with New England. Is that um, you know, Belichick, apparently, according to James White, who was such a nice, I think he went to Wisconsin, such a nice player for New England, great hands out of the backfield. His prime days were in New England. He's talking about Belichick and Zeke, and apparently Bill always loved Zeke. No, he may not have 
you know, the 1,500, 1,600 rushing yards, like he was having his first few years, you know, in the league with that Dallas offensive line, but he can be a very productive back. And I know Bill Belichick has always had, you know, a great time talking about some of the best backs in the league. And Zeke, I know he's a big fan of Zeke. Whenever we would compete against those guys, he would always talk him up. So to have him on his roster, I know he's loving that. Zeke, Cam Newton, Reggie Wayne, Ocho Cinco, Muhammad Sanu, Bill romanticizes football constantly. Unfortunately, he does it in personnel. We need an intervention here. We were talking about this this morning as we prep for the show, that if the coach of the Patriots and the GM of the Patriots were two different people, in Boston they would demand the GM get fired. I mean, this past draft, they're a slow offense. They drafted two kickers and three guards. Bill's constantly romanticizing the past. He should be a baseball manager. He can't do personnel. Zeke's past his prime. Cam was past his prime. Chad Johnson passed his prime. But he, quote, loved those guys, yet won't put his arm around Mac Jones. You know, it's like he, he, he's, he's become close to retirement guy that becomes infatuated with classic cars. Unfortunately, um, we're trying to win an F1 race here. Okay, There's a place for classic car guy. It's not uh, the Monaco Grand Prix, and that's what the AFC is. You can be two things, a legend and then sort of over your skis as cultural changes happen. Greg Popovich could never put his arms around the three-point shot, and Belichick is completely toned after offensive personnel. It's bad. The, the, the only pro bowler he's had in recent years that you know he drafted is Mac Jones, and I swear to God, he's it's almost trying to implode the situation. He doesn't want him to have too much power. In fact, it is almost impressive when you consider their recent drafts that Belichick has gone 500 without Tom Brady. It's sort of impressive. So um, I saw a story this morning. Uh, apparently, the Patriots rookie Malik Cunningham is generating buzz at quarterback. Is he any good, or does he just look dynamic because the team is so slow? Did, where did he get drafted? Did he get drafted? I mean, he was, he's a nice college quarterback, and he's kind of fun to watch play. But again, Bailey Zappi, Malik Cunningham, Cam Newton, can we put our arms around Mac Jones? So um, you know, it's just, you know, when you were young, do you ever remember this? You'd go to grandma's house. And it smelled weird, and there was a lot of antiques, and you didn't want to bump into anything because you'd break it. Uh, most of the stuff wouldn't go for much money at a garage sale. Like it's like that's that's sort of where New England's becoming. Uh, it's Grandma's house. Doesn't right smell right. Uh, it's a lot of stuff that's not worth anything. They've overpaid for some items, uh, Hunter Henry, and you're not getting a ton out of it. Nelson Aguilar. Like, does everybody get here? that if there were two separate people with the Patriots, coach, GM, you'd want the GM fired. But we do this in sports. We kind of put our arms around the past. The one thing I've always loved about the NFL, they don't, they don't, they don't do rearview mirror stuff. Baseball is paralyzed by its history, just paralyzed by it. And football's not. They're always evolving, changing rules. I mean, we, we were all clamoring. And I'm a casual baseball fan. 
I mean, how long were people saying, get rid of the defensive shift, let's speed the game up, pitch clock? I mean, like that, it was 20 years of people saying, now the game is too slow. Baseball now has to cut the number of games, never will. Greedy owners, there's no urgency with baseball. The ratings are up a little this year, but in the end, can't have 162 games double the NBA season. So I think Belichick's almost got sort of a baseball feel. I think he's buddies with Tony La Russa. He's got a baseball field. He really loves the past. He romanticizes it. He has these players that he likes. He always liked Chad Johnson. He loved Cam. He loved Zeke, Reggie Wayne. It's like got, they got nothing left. It's the end of their careers. If you'd have loved them seven years ago when they weren't cheap. Uh, so I, I, And I'm not saying Zeke doesn't have some value. He's always been a good pass blocker. But the Patriots' O-line is never a real issue. Mac Jones has time to throw. What they need isn't a running back that blocks. What they need is a home run hitter. And they don't have one. And Zeke is, Zeke is we, I think we showed the numbers earlier. If you go to Zeke, maybe it's the style of play, uh, his rushing yards per game have gone from 108, 98, 95, 84, 65, 58. I mean, it's, it's, he, he's averaged the last couple of years four yards a rush, and last year 3.8 yards. So I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I understand people can, can like the move because he, he can catch the ball and he can block, and th- there's value in that. But when you combine that with Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, Cam, Chad, Reggie Wayne, you feel like we need an intervention here. It's just not good enough. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. 
as a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I was thinking about this. So we talked about this, J-Mac. So people, you know, they, they, they struggle with change. You and I don't for whatever reasons. I think we've both moved around the country. But people, by and large, they, they struggle with change. That's okay. But think about this. Oakland is losing the A's. Seattle lost the Sonics. Kansas City and Vancouver lost NBA teams. Okay. San Diego lost the NFL. And L.A. didn't have a pro football team for 20 years. L.A. When the Pac-12 imploded, does everybody understand very few things in life have a lifetime guarantee? And so right now I read a story this morning that like Cal and Stanford can't find a home. Maybe Cal is not really a place. It's an academic power. But like sometimes you felt they liked rugby more than football. And so if you don't, Commit to football. I mean, really commit. Don't tell me about they got new facilities. That's the baseline to compete for recruiting, just upgrading facilities. Stanford's tried to win. They had Bill Walsh as a coach. They had Jim Harbaugh. Stanford's tried to win, has committed to winning. Cal football doesn't. They've had some good quarterbacks, but you don't keep a program alive. I got nothing against Cal. I think Oregon State wants to win in football, but has some limitations. Cal's got rich alumni. It's in one of the techiest places in the country. And I look at all this stuff in sports, and folks, I'm a, I'm a West Coast guy. The Pac-12, in an era when there's a million new TV channels on cable and streaming, could not get a content deal. Everybody, pickleballs on the air. Slap fighting league, pillow fighting. Everybody is dying for content. And the Pac-12 could not get a TV contract. Why? Because their perceived value isn't the market value. They were arrogant about it. So when you combine their arrogance and the fact that they didn't commit like the Big Ten, the ACC, the Big 12, the SEC, maybe it was just time for the Pac-12 to end. I I was saying this morning to a friend, Cal's an academic power, arguably the best public university in the country. What if they just downgrade it and they, and they don't win the Sears Cup like Stanford or UCLA does where they're great in other sports? They're fine. What if Cal just doesn't have football? Well, that, the A's are losing baseball. San Diego lost football. Seattle lost the NBA. Kansas City, when I grew up, had good NBA teams. I'm not saying Cal has to give up football. And I know they've put some NFL quarterbacks in the league. I mean, Villanova put Howie Long in the league. I mean, it's, it's, but I, I, when I look at all this stuff, there aren't very few lifetime guarantees. I mean, balls are going away, CDs, <laughs> landlines, DVDs, stuff goes away. And, you know, I've, I've argued this for years. You could chop off four pro teams in every league in America, nobody would miss them. You could go to the NHL, lop off four teams, NBA, NFL. I could go. We could do that as a segment someday. So a college football programmer three just doesn't do football anymore or is in a tiny conference. People miss stuff that truly matters.
How much of that stuff mattered? If you can't find a home now, maybe it's a you problem. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Eight years with the Packers in his nine total NFL years, a Super Bowl champion. He's on Speak Today as well. He's become a regular on this show as a Super Bowl champion, a former Packer great. James Jones is joining us. Okay. <laughs> Robert Sala called out the O-line. Yeah. Okay. And... At practice today, you know, you have these inter-squad games, and they're pretty – players will tell you they're intense. Oh, yeah. In fact, sometimes they're a little chippier. No doubt. <laughs> in preseason games. 100%. And the reports, J-Mac, much to his chagrin, is acknowledging yeah. they've gotten – the O-line's been engulfed. Uh. Robert Saul acknowledged it. His, yeah. He's watching film. Yeah. You tell me my, – here's my question. Yeah. You and Aaron and Favre and you, you never had a – Terrible O-line in Green Bay. This yeah. is new territory for Aaron. Yeah. yeah, we've never had a terrible offensive line in Green Bay. And to me, this this rings offensive coordinator, all right? Nathaniel Hackett, you have to find ways to be able to help this offensive line. You know where to start with that? Bringing in a running back named Dalvin Cook who can run the ball. Because if we're able to run the ball, then now they got to account for the run game, which will help our offensive line out. You know what else will help? A running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Now we're able to get the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands fast, in space, to a running back. That'll help the offensive line. Another thing, chips. Use your tight end. Bring your tight ends in there before they go out for their pass routes. We've seen plenty tight ends, plenty many tight ends chip the defensive end, give the quarterback some more time to get the ball out. But I absolutely love of it right we play football we don't we don't play tennis call people out Robert Sala understands that every other spot on this team linebacker safety corner receiver quarterback running back we are stacked ready to go win well, a championship I, I told J-Mac the running back room now Cook <sighs> Brees Hall Michael Carter is the deepest running back Easily. I think it's fantastic. E easily. So as a coach, when you're looking at all that and you're like the only thing that's slowing us down is the offensive line, yes, it's time to chew those boys out, especially if you go out to the practice field and like we're hearing today where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is just at will getting, at, getting after the quarterback. That's a problem because you are the reason that's going to hold us back from winning a championship. So Aaron could get prickly in Green Bay if young receivers weren't where they were supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen Aaron have to worry about the O-line. I mean, yeah. in all your years with him, did that tick him off? Like, Brady would get upset if he got yeah. to his feet. Yeah. But I don't remember Aaron ever... I mean, sometimes. I mean, obviously, if they miss a call or miss a protection and somebody's yeah. coming free, obviously, you know, it's, it's frustration, it's communication, because we go through all that stuff for hours and hours and hours a day, every single day of the week before the game for preparation. So it's been things like that. But one thing I do know about Aaron, and we know Aaron does not take a lot of sacks because the ball is coming out of Aaron Rodgers' hands fast. Aaron Rodgers is getting you into the right play, whatever that may be. So it is extremely early. 
I think this will be fine. I think they will find a way to make sure that Aaron Rodgers is protected, that they get in the ball to their playmakers down the football field. But, yes, as an offensive coordinator, when you know that's one of the weak points of your football team, you have to make sure, hey, we might have to keep an extra body in there to make sure we protect Aaron Rodgers. We might have to go two tight ends to make sure we protect Aaron Rodgers. Don't mean we're not going to be that explosive, you know, but it means we got to keep him upright and we got to be able to run the ball. But it's early. I think they'll be fine. They'll get it figured out. Okay, let's talk Green Bay. Yeah. You've been very honest. That's mm-hmm. why we bring you back on this show. <laughs> is that here's what concerned me. Yeah. Um, you got to get the easy ones right. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't. I'm not. Nobody thinks a young quarterback, Jordan Love, is going to be Aaron or Mahomes. No that's doubt. not fair. Yeah, yeah, Trevor yeah, Lawrence. Yeah. But you got to get the layups. Yeah. He had Musgrave, clean pocket, mm-hmm. wide open. Yeah. This is a NFL layup. <sighs> James, that's bad. <laughs> okay, that's four, year four now. That is that's yeah. not even close. Yeah, that's a bad play. I, I mean, we can't we can't lie about that. That is a bad play. But other than that, everything I've seen from Jordan Love is exactly what I wanted to see. Right? You come out there, you have a bad play like that. First off, I absolutely love the the go ball shot that he took to Christian Watson. Really good play by the safety, getting yeah. his hand on it. But that's inches away from being a touchdown. But if you look at him. Super comfortable in the pocket. He's looking the safety off, then comes back over there to Christian Watson. Safety does a really good job making a play. But after that throw, he still came back, and he made a couple really good throws, obviously the touchdown to Romeo Dobbs. But we just wanted to see the demand. We wanted to see the cool and calm. We wanted him to see him to come out there like the game is he, not too he big. He looked okay to he you? He looked the part. He, lo- he looked okay to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't want to be negative. That's <laughs> no, not who looked, I am. He looked just fine. Okay, so um, – You can't fool pro athletes. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, I mean, you played in the NFL nine years. You probably knew, I'll just ask you, how many practices before you would know a player, like, this is a mess, he can't play? (laughs) I mean, seriously, a DB, a receiver, a quarterback, like, you knew this ain't going to work. One. Now, 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 that's crazy. One practice, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> One especially practice. if it's a DB or somebody that you're going up against, especially if it's a quarterback or somebody that you're catching so the ball So give me somebody from. you knew instantly could play. When I very first seen him? First, first practice, you knew a, a dude could play. Jordy Nelson. First practice. First practice, I knew Jordy Nelson was going to be a good player. Okay. Yeah. We don't need to call out the guys that weren't. No, no. But it's, it's Trey Lance now. Yeah. So I was told when he got there, he yeah. wasn't quite as twitchy and athletic as they thought. Yeah. But he's a big, strong kid, yes. coachable. And then they, they knew he wasn't a beautiful thrower optically, but they, they, they've been working on it, and it's just not consistent enough. He has good days and yeah. bad days. And so my takeaway is the players in the room know it. Yeah. And the Niners are saying all the right stuff. But I said this the other day. I don't think he's a bust yet because yeah. he's big, he moves. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff here I like. I would roll the dice and bring him in if I'm a GM, six-round pick. But my takeaway is the Niners are trying to sell this. Yeah. Don't you think Niners players know the truth? The Niners players definitely know the truth. I had an opportunity this past week. to. I was in Vegas for the joint practices. Oh, you were? Yes. Come on. You didn't <laughs> even tell me that. I was out in Vegas for the joint practices. And... I'm a Trey Lance fan. I was saying this is Trey Lance's team, even what Brock Purdy did. He's a first-round pick. You gave up so much to get him. Like, this is his team. He got hurt. Let him go out here and show what he can do. But from what I've seen at the practices, 
Trey Lance has a long way to go. Trey, Trey Lance has a long way to go. Every, every pass that I've seen was coming out late. You know, he's not he's not seeing stuff extremely fast yet. You, you know, Emmanuel which, Acho said this, yeah. is that he, it, when the ball is snapped, he's yeah. played so little football. Yes. Everything's it's the he doesn't anticipate problems. No doubt. And you can and you can tell because it's not like he's coming from the SEC. And it's not like he's playing receiver. It's not like he's playing DB where this is my zone. I'm man to man. Like you have to know where everybody is before at. Before the ball snap. Before the ball snap. End, yeah. And not only that, you got to tell the old line where they're going. And then the ball has to come out on time. So you can just tell things are moving so fast for him. I mean, it was like four fumble snaps at practice under center for him. Um, it was wow. a lot of balls that were coming out late. And as I was watching him, I'm like, this dude has a long way to go. Um, you know, and that's why you can truly see even Kyle Shanahan coming out saying Brock Purdy is our guy, you know, even when he did have the elbow situation, like when he comes back and he is healthy, he's the guy, because when you watch Trey Lance out there, you can still see that he's trying to find his way and the game is moving extremely fast for him. Right that now. is one of the best yeah. bits of reporting we've ever had on the show. <laughs> there you go. Way to go. Appreciate you, man. Bosses. This yeah. guy knows what he's doing. He's America's <laughs> honesty broker here. So, um, you know, I we go into this season, people tend to kind of forget coaches have egos too. Mm -hmm. We all think the players no have doubt. egos and the no quarterbacks doubt. have egos. Coaches have egos 100%. too. 100%. And I look at the Denver situation, mm -hmm. and Sean Payton has a chance to be a Hall of Famer as a coach. Yes. Doesn't help him if Denver's a mess. No. And he didn't make that Russell Wilson trade. Mm -mm. And when he kept that offense in for four series, <laughs> James, this is not yeah. 1994. Nobody does that. Yeah. Am I wrong to suggest <laughs> it's not as plug and play as he thought and he's concerned? No question. And that's why you leave him out there. Coach Mike used to tell us, you guys are going to play as long as... You guys have to play going into the preseason game, which means if you go down here in the first drive, even if you don't score, the plays is clean, you looking the right way, we get a field goal or something out of it, you're out. If you go down here and, you know, it's Mr. Simons, bad snap, drop balls, you guys are going to stay in this game and play. I don't care if you got Pro Bowls, All Pros, MVPs, you're going to play. So you can tell Sean Payton was like, no, no. We need work, and this is not how it's supposed to look. So you know what, offensive starters, if you're going to look like that, you're going to stay out there for another series. I like that, McCarthy. Yeah. You're going to play as long as you got to play. 100% until, until you get it right. I'm, I'm, I only want y'all to play a series, maybe two. But if you go out there and it doesn't look the right way, you guys are going to stay y'all butts out there. Okay, finally. So Jerry Jones said mm -hmm. a week ago, I'm not giving Zach Martin a new contract. <laughs> I mean, he was adamant. The yeah. quotes were like, well, he can yeah. sit out camp. Mm -hmm. And then a week later, he yeah. gets a new deal. Yeah. I'll throw my theory at you. Yeah. Jerry is very much about image. Mm -hmm. he, he likes his former players on CBS and ESPN <laughs> and Fox. I get it. I yeah. like Jerry, but it, there's a lot of business image here. Mm -hmm. He likes it out there that he knows football. Yeah. Is that Dak had all those picks, Trayvon Diggs getting in Dak's face, mm -hmm. Calling him the B and the A word. <laughs> yeah. And it was ugly. Yes, it was. And Jerry looked at that and went, let's get back on the optimistic cowboy train. Yeah. And I think that ugliness at practice, mm -hmm. I, my theorize is Jerry's like, we got to clean this up. Yeah. This going sideways a little. Yeah, the, the blessing about this whole thing is, is I'm glad Jerry uh, listened to his coaching staff. 
listen to the guys that are in the building that really put this thing together, put the game plans together, understand how valuable uh, Zach Martin is to that team, right? Because it starts with the run game. We are going to run this ball, and we have to protect Dak Prescott, right? Dak Prescott already had a big-time injury. We have to protect him, yeah. and we have to be able to run the ball. This is one of the best guards in the National Football League. He must be out there on your football team if you're trying to go where you're trying to go. Right. You know, so I truly credit Jerry Jones because I truly believe that since Coach Mike McCarthy has got there, Mike doesn't get a lot of credit. It's been a lot of change over there, especially when you talk about roster-wise with him listening to Coach Mike McCarthy because a lot of players that are there right now possibly wouldn't have been over there if Jerry was stuck in his old ways. So for me, this is huge. This is him listening to his coaches, listening to his scouts, saying, listen, Zach Martin – has to get done. He needs to be out here on this football field. If he's not, we are not going to be the offense that we want to be or the team we want to be on the offensive side of the ball, period. What was your favorite part about McCarthy? You know, he gets a lot of criticism. He's not great with clock management. But but by the way, yeah. I saw Andy Reid in Philadelphia have yeah. his moments with clock management. Yeah. It's not easy. But what is the one thing that you will defend Mike McCarthy on forever? The one thing I often defend Mike about is he's a player's coach. Right, He truly cares about the players, and he, he's truly going to make sure that he's doing anything he possibly can to make sure you can succeed. And if that, if that means him changing some practice schedule, if that means him changing the way he calls the plays, if, that, if you go to Coach Mike and you really sit down there and you talk to him, Coach Mike, look, this is, we need to try this. We need to do this. Coach Mike is going to do everything in his power to make sure that his players got what they got. I like that. Yeah. So he's not rigid. If you guys mm – -hmm. Was there ever a moment with Mike that you had, um, you really played well on a Sunday and he came in and just said, we're taking Tuesday off too? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, even sometimes Wednesday. Get out of here. I'll see you Thursday. Wow. Yeah. Coach, Coach Mike, he, he's a player's coach, but he didn't come in like that. He came in and he was on that Bill Parcells train. <laughs> he, he was on the Bill's part. That's when it was double days and all that, too. He was like, if we could be on the practice field for six hours, we're going to be on for six hours and five minutes. That's, that's how Coach Mike was. Right. And over time, he changed. He started listening to his players. He started becoming a player's coach. He started really, like, sitting down with us, you know, having meetings to where, hey, Bring the captains in, have meetings. What's the locker room talk about? You know, what, what, they, what they need in the locker room, you know? I know it's Coach Mike don't do everything right. Give me some stuff that, you know, the locker room talking about we need to change. Not saying he would change all of it, but he will listen to some of it, you know, to make sure that, hey, the players was taken care of. We was going into the games fresh, ready to go. By the way, when you played in the NFL, yeah. during a season, was there ever a better, better moment than after a win a coach saying, see you Thursday? Never, never. Right when they come in, you see, you even see in the locker rooms, right when they come in, everybody's yelling, see you Wednesday, see you Wednesday. <laughs> so when the coach finally does that, man, I mean, shoot, to get you some days off in the league when it's a grind, you're going to take that anytime. Now they get, now you got 17 games. No uh, all right, we got to take a break. You were great. Appreciate well, you're always, you. James Jones is always strong, but really good stuff today. I appreciate it, bud. Appreciate it, brother. This festival and concert season, will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 
Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.